0: Hey, this is Matt O from Upcoming Hip Hop, and you are now tuned in to the Encore Radio Show.
1: The views and comments expressed on the following radio
2: program by his hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of
3: customer on Passing drugs 'til I pass away. Lifestyles stars, the bits and bobs. Lace the dress and I stray. Smoking out in that
0: cascade. Showing out in that daylight. These are lifestyles stars, little bits and fade I'm trying to get a bullshitty account. My alpha probably talking more than your rent is about. I'm spending
1: money just to make it. We getting it out, but that's the hustle, nigga. Guess I just figured it out. Gold on my neck, gold on my chain, gold on my, on, my on my dick, falls on the net. Niggas think I'm rose, from the dad put the pressure in. They fall down the dad. Poopoo niggas only trying to join the cult, but. It's Backing no flash Doing
3: shit that never was the, and past, hello everyone the I damn, can I
2: stop laughing? <laughs> no, continue <laughs> I mean, You can continue laughing, but you also can introduce yourself yeah,
1: So Why an wise soul
2: Alright, so. and we are here at the so. Yes, wise solo We are here at the Encore Radio Show With none other than the founder of upcoming hip hat Matt O. That's why I didn't drink I know, I believe you Let me crush you no, God damn no. you Alright, anyway yeah, We're, we're behind
0: camera yeah, it's it. <laughs> it a
2: little interesting here on the Encore Radio right. show. So we are here with Matt Elb upcoming hip hop. Hello, hello, how are you?
0: I'm great. Couldn't be happier to be here with the Encore radio team. Okay. I mean we've been a sponsor now for oh man, six, seven know, months. Like that, yeah. Um, yeah, you can we have a whole SoundCloud playlist of Encore Radios segments. For the upcoming artists, it's also on the website, and it's great to be a part of it.
1: Fantastic. Beautiful.
0: So, Matt, us
1: about. matter of fact, let's start with where you are from. Humble I beginnings. Think, yes. There we go. Humble Matt, beginnings. Yeah, okay. I, should, I should name that at the beginning of
2: this podcast. Humble, humble beginning. beginnings. You got to get it like a rainbow sound, too. Breathing rain. Have you ever watched them? <laughs> yes, of course I
1: did. Anyway, so yeah, this will
0: be it. So, my topic. my humble beginnings start in the Midwest, Wisconsin mm-hmm. specifically. Grew up there, went to college there, you know, farms, cheese, beer. Is that not, the- not oh. really much going on in the hip hop scene? Is that literally
1: um, like the, the, with, what Wisconsin
0: Anytime I oh, meet hits. someone and I tell them I'm from Wisconsin, they immediately assume I love cheese.
1: Discount, double check.
0: Like, which is fair I discount love cheese no. like, <laughs> Discount double check, You know, more of a Packers, Aaron Rodgers thing Okay Supporter okay. Day one, forever
1: Fair enough Brett Favre, like, is, like, hero Right next to, like, yeah. Jesus Savior. Yeah,
0: I think we just We just got over hating Brett Favre but yeah. Really? Okay, okay That's right, that's right
1: they go to Minnesota
0: go to Well, not that He's just, you know We had Aaron Rodgers sitting on the bench And he was like, yo, I'm gonna quit Oh, I'm gonna come back I'm gonna quit. Oh, no, I'm gonna come But he back. did a lot, though. I mean, I was, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a yeah. Brett
1: Favre fan. I, oh, me too, definitely. I see him as, like, you a, want a you know?
0: Super I know Bowl. nothing
2: of sports, but go
1: on. Damn you. This <laughs> is so- my moment. This <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> my moment. Y'all can't see the internist looks like this bro. Oh, God. This is my moment, damn it.
2: I'll, and you will continue to have your moment. You look so pretty today, why?
1: We're not gonna do that.
2: What? I can't compliment a man when he looks good, damn.
1: Sexist. All right, government. whatever. As you were. I am a journalist. I'm not a. I'm not a piece of meat for you to be just oogling over. Tell us
2: your look fit. Tell us to your fans on
3: Twitter. Excuse me. Mhm. <laughs> Matt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um... You know, not very diverse where I grew up. Grew up in the country. You know, most of my friends listened to country growing up. You know, I did too, just because I was around it. Day I got my first car, bought a CD player, and from then on it was just, you know, underground hip-hop and rap, what I loved. That's
1: what's up. So how did you, like, everyone has this fantastic journey that takes them, that carries them right into hip-hop, right? What would you say was the first song you remember listening to? Matter of fact, let's go back to that CD player. What was the first
0: oh, song you put into that CD that player? Oh, that throwback. Oh, man. Um, I don't know the first CD I put in the CD player, but the first explicit rap album I ever had was Jay-Z Blueprint. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, for some odd reason, we were at like some junk sale or something, and me and my brother got a hold of it. And would listen to it, not with our parents' knowledge until they found it. Then they took it away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Jay Z Blueprint, that was, that was the one. But you know, growing up in the Midwest, Eminem will reign supreme over any everyone. I believe um,
3: that. I believe that.
0: After moving out to New York, he's not even in the question for top three, which is fair. You know, uh, I you know, say Nas, Biggie, Jay Z, I feel like, are, always of anyone who grew up in New York, Yeah. top, yeah, top for, two. For, when
2: you Fair say enough, New York specifically, that does change um, exactly. yeah. That's but
0: awesome. yeah, so that was like a big thing for me moving out here was realizing different music I listened to growing up. You know, everyone that's from here knows anyone that's from New York, you know, whether they were huge or known locally, and I didn't really have that growing up. You know, Fair I listened enough. to the Midwest people, but, and then like what else I could find
1: okay, okay.
0: Um, you know we didn't have like big hip-hop radio stations mm-hmm. we had you is, know, there, like, is
1: there a hip-hop radio station?
0: Um, I mean there is one in Milwaukee but I didn't grow up there so oh, you know, I wasn't within a range to getting it so I would just listen to like you know well I never really listen to radio I got a CD player I have like right. over 250 CDs wow.
1: um, you know what's crazy about that is that there was this thing on Twitter I'm big on Twitter for me actually and they had this map of the United States and it, was, it had a couple states in New York. It was, like, New York, um, Boston, you know, and then I guess the other states, like, the tri-state area was all New York still. And D.C., Florida, Atlanta, then, like, Texas, Chicago, and then everything else was kind of, like, whatever the fuck is out there. And then California, mm-hmm. right? That's really how I see Wisconsin, because when you said that, like, you weren't in range of, of the Milwaukee Raiders, I was like, the fuck you weren't in range? What do you mean? But I, just figured, I just figured that the whole... Area, I mean I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm cause I'm from part of that New York bubble where yeah Hot 87 you could be you could be as far out as far Rockaway and as far I mean you literally could be in Connecticut listen to Hot 87.
0: Yeah but like far out is like still less than 30 miles.
1: True. True. Very much true.
0: Like it would take me an hour and forty-five minutes to drive to Milwaukee, but that's that's 80 miles here it takes me an hour to get to brooklyn from queens and it's like true. seven, miles. Literally true. seven true. miles so it's like crazy um it's definitely changed my like perception on traveling mm-hmm. um when people are like oh you know that's like a far drive yeah. it's like <laughs> 35 minutes and i'm like that's ridiculous like uh-huh. everywhere that i go is at least 35 minutes mm-hmm. uh, but yeah Wisconsin, not really much of a hip-hop scene. Um, You know, I have a few friends that do music, whether it's, you know, shooting music videos, making beats, rapping. Um, We had our own little circle. Didn't do really any shows just because Midwest perception of hip-hop is that it's just immediately associated with violence okay, they're like okay. oh we can't throw a hip-hop show like people are getting get shot when it's like so ridiculous it's gonna be like wow. a bunch of white kids you know supporting some mm-hmm. rapper mm-hmm. Um, I mean it's getting better now my friend is you know kind of in the scene back home doing yeah. video and photo stuff and do you push stuff like, to him uh, yeah every now and then he also owns a clothing line and has a nine-to-five so he's mm-hmm. like crazy busy yeah, um, yeah. yeah oh you yeah just, you he's just recently always quit your job yes back. uh december oh, i was doing uh social media for a digital marketing agency uh for two years and it was great i learned a lot learned a lot about marketing mm-hmm. um and pr which had gave me the idea to you know do my own business uh as far as PR and marketing for artists, mm-hmm. um, since you know the blog is a great generator of clients, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a better way that I could help artists, and that's what I've been doing. Um, the first client that I ever had, Chad Michael out of LA, he his goal was 2,000 plays on each track of his EP after one month, um, and we've ended working together a month and a half now. And he's, like, approaching 4,000 on each on each track. Nice. So, yeah, definitely see the success. Um, I've always said that it's, like, a bunch of small things that, you know, amount to the plays or the follows or whatever. You're not going to see it overnight. Maybe if you get, like, a major placement. But you're not going to get that without paying for it.
1: Payola. <laughs> Payola. Nice. All right, so... I had to, I heard this saying a long time ago, and I actually do think it reigns true. If you can, you know, people always say that if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But I think if you can make it in the Midwest, you can make it everywhere, right? Is do you think that range true? You know, if you take, for example, you know, no name rapper from New York, and you put him on a tour in the Midwest. And he's just like he's a, he can rap and he has talent, but you know, obviously, being New York, you can be overshadowed. You think after three months he would be he would have like a supreme buzz?
0: Yes and no. Okay, being from New York is I think b- being an artist that's from New York is better than being an artist that is in New York. Okay, okay. because yes, it's incredibly hard to make it in New York. The talent here, on average, is. Beyond anywhere else in the world, Mm -hmm. like the average rapper in Wisconsin, no diss to them, but they just don't have the scene or the practice or everything that New York has. Like after when I was in Wisconsin, the hip hop scene was people making music in their houses. Okay, there wasn't really you know a scene for it. Mm -hmm. I come to New York, it's just a bunch of cats at a house freestyling for hours, day after day after day after day after day. True, competition. Yeah, so they're like. The average New York rapper is just, you know, a lot more talented in the sense of, you know, the technical skills to do it. Mm -hmm. You guys have the history, you have the opportunity, you have everything, you know, set up for you. And then, you know, living outside of New York and saying, "Oh, you're a rapper from New York," that automatically makes you better than saying, "Oh, you're a rapper from Wisconsin." Like no one's gonna take you serious.
1: I mean, well, I mean, there are places that have ha, that have elevated their, they've elevated their area. For example, Toronto. You take away yeah. you take away Drake, for example, there are still talented people coming out of oh, Toronto, yeah. like a ton of people, talented people coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the ones, even the artists from Toronto that are on the come up now, that are that don't have like an OVO co-sign or anything like that, they're still wildly talented and they're getting looks. So, I mean, I feel like Wisconsin can get there. I feel oh, like definitely. can really get there. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, I'm not I'm not saying there aren't talented artists in Wisconsin. Mm. Um, my friend just released a brand new EP today that we premiered, Cinco, mm. talented artist. You know, he's not that New York hip-hop where you're going to sway your head, mm. but it's still hip-hop. I know, mm.
1: you know, and I, I agree with that. I think a lot of hip-hop, hip-hop has different different pages, different levels. Yeah, yeah, know. I agree with that. cool. Oh, Rameek. <laughs> yes. Uh. And if, but I think I do think hip-hop has many levels, and, you know, hip-hop is a voice of the people. You know, it could be from the struggle, and sometimes like it may not be from the struggle, but everyone has their their different ways to express themselves. And yeah, definitely. I, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin,
3: and, got it. Any, any place. And I think
0: the Midwest has a lot more of, like, a rock influence okay. when it comes to, like, beats. Okay. Um, Just because I know that Wisconsin is... Like, the indie band scene and, like, the garage band scene in Wisconsin is huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you go out to a bar, there's going to be a live band. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just, like, a jam band or a cover band or okay. something. It's just people playing in a band. Um, you just don't have that hip-hop scene there. And then when you're in New York and people try to tell me that it's, like, it's hard to make it and do events in New York. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, no. like we've done events in a... Uh, everywhere mm-hmm. manhattan and brooklyn we haven't yeah. done any, any in queens but mm. are i mean there sure? are... don't
1: do this let's <laughs> say i mean i who comes to queens though
0: i wouldn't a lot of people a lot, like, of... Really? A lot of people a lot... live in queens like you could have a great um exactly. but at the same time like okay so i just moved to astoria mm-hmm. i was talking to someone who's been living there for the last couple of years and they're like they're like no bars in Astoria you want to do hip-hop really? still okay. and i'm like that's really interesting The only one that i know of is blackhorn 51 which is you know in elmhurst which is a bit outside yeah and i don't know if i would really recommend that Uh,
1: (laughs) so yeah i mean i just think that queen i mean because if you if you think about it right i i know of queen's hip hop someone asked me on twitter the other day are there any artists in queens i really rock with and they're they're like two Shout out to Kai, baby. She came on the show Ooh. a couple of weeks ago, well, a couple months ago, no matter of fact. But you know, there are there are a few, but there are really only two that I actually listen to because Queens, almost in itself, is another area in terms of hip hop. Like oh, their yeah. hip hop scene does not really necessarily translate over into the main the three the main three five the main three of the five boroughs, meaning um, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. You don't really see it as much, whatever. I mean, not on does it four. So you said that, though, new but Arlington. you're
2: forgetting that the famous Trap Call Quest is around okay. not only Queen, St.
1: Albans Queen. I'm talk th- t- talking about 2016, though. Yeah. Okay. 2016.
0: I mean, well, I'm, not, I'm not saying that there's talented artists from there. Maybe I just haven't found the scene yet. You know, okay. I'm still fairly new to New York. I've only been here for just over two years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm still learning there could be some hidden scene where people are killing it.
1: Fucking hidden is the best word to, to, to explain that, honestly. No, I mean, no. Honestly, shout out to Queens. Um, shout out to, but I just think Queens has its own... Queens is in its own bubble as well sometimes. Because if you think about it, right? Many... A lot of the times... Well, the reason why the talent is so... The reason why the talent uh, and the talent level, matter of fact, is so good in New York City is because people from different walks of life can... Intermingle with each other and they talk about their experiences like that. Like I think about Camel Style, for example, right? Yeah. Camel is Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn, Harlem,
3: yeah. right?
1: I know that. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to put an a actual place in Bronx about where they're from, but I would say they're from like mid Harlem all the way down to Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of real estate. I mean, oh, yeah. in terms of, of in yeah. terms of uh, train mapping, that's a yeah. lot of real estate. A lot of stuff happen between that train route whereas in queens there are two train, two trains that go to queens mm-hmm. maybe three and they don't on, even bro. really get into like queens is huge they don't NQ- really get into queens
0: seven e m r
1: trains that don't nobody take <laughs> they don't get like they don't go out there so it's like so you, close-minded over pro- you know what? you're right you're right close-minded you know i grew up in brooklyn i lived in manhattan for a year and now i live in the bronx and i could tell you that i have not like the distinct the, the experience that i've the experience that I've had in these in those three boroughs and the other states that I've lived in, I don't see that same camaraderie for Queens artists, and I don't see it translate to the city. So, you much. know
2: what that yeah. means, man? We gotta change up the game,
1: change I'm it. Trying, yo. I mean, I'm more trying to change it.
2: the game by making men recognize women out here, but you know, baby, yeah, man, yo, listen,
1: man, listen, <laughs> not not 900 not gorilla on your back,
3: you can do it. Child. But yeah,
0: you know, there's no such thing as boroughs in Wisconsin, you know, it's True. just cities that you got to drive to you know Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. not really any public transportation there's not like there's big distances in between everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was definitely everything was different when i moved here
3: all right everything from the
0: diversity of people to Mm -hmm. how to get places like i never wore the i never rode public transportation before i moved here wow which yeah, because wow. crazy. Crazy. I had a car, I drove everywhere.
2: I oh. did too though, because I'm from Rancho Cucamonga. Even you don't Say know. one more time. Rancho Cucamonga. Yes. Cucamonga. That's a real. Yes, my hometown is real from Black. It's from Friday next Friday Black Friday, <laughs> next Friday. Yeah, like we have very little public transportation too. Everyone yeah. owns a car by the time they're 17. That or, was the kind of. Yeah,
0: like the day I turned 16, like I got my license and had a car. So. I
2: was a late bloomer. I didn't get my license. So I was
1: 19.
0: Yeah, I was so. too, but I like went. <laughs> out of school To get my temps Before I could get my license Because uh, you gotta have them For six months That's funny
1: Because I left New York And moved to North Carolina And got my license at 16 And my car So uh, I understand I understand it from both perspectives Public transportation Is like a necessary must. But yeah um,
0: While I was in college Started Upcoming Hip Hop Literally Moved into a house Had four roommates They weren't moving in For I think three months I moved in for the summer early mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just sitting on the floor with my laptop and I Googled upcoming hip hop and there wasn't really anything cause I was always looking for new music. Mm-hmm. I love artists when they're in the beginning stages cause I feel like they create their, like the realest music, mm-hmm. like I the agree. best music, the most passionate music. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying I don't like artists who've been in the game for five, ten years and their music is perfect and, you know, it's great at whatever it is. It's not as raw. Yeah, I just, I Ever. love something about the upcoming scene mm-hmm. and that's what really made me start it. Um, so I created the blog, Upcoming Hip Hop. Um, I used Blogspot for the original blog. Oh, um,
2: yeah. No, you got to tell the story about how you were using Microsoft Paint.
0: So, I used Microsoft <laughs> Paint wow. to we create our first logo. logo. We
2: always clown him for this. It's just so funny. It's go gonna on. Gonna go left.
0: Um, so, yeah. I used Microsoft Paint to create the first logo. It's not good by any means. It's so- I, can um, imagine, I can imagine, actually. But, I mean, it, it was more about the content than it was the look. There we mm. go. Um, so started posting artists that I was finding just on SoundCloud and through Google, and I just really enjoyed it. Started posting them, started posting a bunch of them. I had a Facebook page and a SoundCloud page for Upcoming Hip Hop. Those started to grow, and then I started hosting contests, so I would just find a producer that had beats, because they would submit to the site and everything. And just put their beat on the SoundCloud page. Anyone can download it, rap to it, send it to us, and then we would just upload everyone's submissions to our SoundCloud page. And then the top three posts or the top three songs that had the most likes would get voted on by like me, a friend, another kid that was working with me on the blog, um, and then just like a random person that followed us. And that's just how we did our competitions. Um, no one was salty when they lost. Um, it was all for great exposure, and it, you know, it, everyone got the exposure, I think, that they wanted. Nice,
1: okay.
0: Um, and then it eventually grew on from that to, you know, Twitter. Now we got YouTube, and we're doing, like, original videos, mm-hmm. ciphers, interviews, concert recaps, stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, we're just trying to grow for the movement. Uh, being tempted to... You know, post bigger artists and try to get interviews with bigger artists is definitely something that happens. But I know what I want to keep upcoming hip hop, and it, it just it has to stay in the upcoming space.
1: Mm-hmm. So upcoming mm-hmm. to what to what extent? I, are you talking? I mean, I have I have three um, three different levels. I have the beginning stage um, where I call it everyone's indie to me, mid major, then mainstream. Yeah. So, you basically saying Any one mid-major and be- mid-major and below, you're you're, you're
0: good with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our focus is on mid-major. Okay. Um over the past couple months, me and the team have had a lot of discussion on what upcoming actually means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we came down to the answer of an artist who if you put them on a graph of where they're going in their career, mm-hmm. they're going up.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: And that doesn't mean that they're like starting their career and going up, obviously, because they're going to get more likes than what they previously had on every song. (laughs) But to the point where they already have some type of momentum and they're still going up. Like they have, you know, potential. That's something that I looked for in the beginning was like potential. Okay. Like this song might not be the dopest shit out. Mm -hmm. But yet it has so much potential and I can tell this artist is talented that we need to stay along with them because like a year from now they're going to release some, some music that's really good.
1: So what about the metric? So now it's kind of more of a metric system yeah.
0: Um. You know, we get anywhere from 10 to 15 submissions a day. Okay. So I'll go and I'll just binge the submission inbox. And you know, there are songs in there that, that are dope, that I like. Um, But they just, you know, I look at their social media and it's not really put together that well. And, you know, they're not releasing music at a consistent rate. Um, It's just kind of like a lot of factors to see where they're at in their career. Uh Because you know, posting someone who has 23 Twitter followers, doesn't have a Facebook page, but has a dope song, isn't really going to do much for upcoming hip hop, Uh except, you know, reestablish that we only post dope music. Um, like I was just talking to IS before, we have 150 blog posts that have under five views. I guarantee you a hundred of those are really great tracks, but you know, they're just not getting the, the views that we need
1: so it's a combination at this point of like trying to push the brand and push the artist at the same time not yeah just mm-hmm. not just stay true to the core of who you are but like seeing that there's obviously a business aspect behind this and you need the business to grow so that you can elevate the artist as well
0: yeah definitely
1: fair enough
2: um so one question i always like to ask anyone that comes in especially a man um is your view on women in hip-hop um because you know we're already we're already trying to get into the process of having our own women's conference. Yes. Um, but why do you think it is that oftentimes women in hip hop emerging have to be compared to either Nicki Minaj or some other women rapper? Why is it that there can never be there's never a division between a woman's looks and her actual prowess in terms? Of actual talent why do you think it is that we still have to decide a woman's worth and talent based on how she dresses and how she looks
0: oh man that's a tough question I'm a um, tough
2: person do You always say that I ask tough questions
0: that's great though I know I'm wonderful. you ask the questions that you that need answers thank you Um, I think part of it has to do with anytime there are you know female musicians they whether they I think if they were mainstream they were definitely use like sex to sell
3: mm-hmm. But why whether
0: is that- it is their music their brand or whatever it's all one thing mm-hmm. like Nicki Minaj like she definitely uses sex to sell her brand and mm-hmm. whatever her music her drink whatever that she has Um, so that's what I think the mainstream consumes is like any female musician is like always, you know, dressing really sexy or scandalous. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always a big supporter of trying to get women in hip hop and in tech just because there's a lack of them. Mm -hmm. Hence us making the women's conference Mm -hmm. built by women for women. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't know why there is. Maybe just the history like hip hop has always been super masculine. that's just the way it, it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been great female MCs that have gotten love probably not as much as men have. Um, I don't know.
2: So then uh, what can we do to get more men on board to actively participate in having and making sure women have an equal footing in the way that they do?
0: I think we should, you know, involve women in as much uh, hip-hop music as we can. Mm-hmm. You know, every cypher that we should do, we should have, you know, one female and, or whatever, two females, two guys. Mm-hmm. You know, try to make it as equal as we can and, you know, push it forward as a media outlet, as, you know, women are, can be successful in hip-hop. They're also just as talented as we are. And, you know, it starts with, you know, putting them at the forefront. Every time we do a show, we should have, you know, a handful of female acts. Mm-hmm. Um, but even we don't do that. So, um, but, you know, that goes back to are there as many out there, you know, trying to get it? Mm-hmm. Because we had 70 people submit and I don't think we had a single woman submit to be on our showcase. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe it's a numbers game.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm not really sure how to answer that specifically.
1: I want to piggyback off that, and I think we can piggyback off that and then have the commercial. Okay. Um, and this is more so just an open comment to just work the whole conversation. I think that trying to play a numbers game is is a is a hard thing to do, and I, I say that I say that because, like Matt just said. You guys had 70 people submit and you don't believe you had one woman um, submit any of her music or submit to be a part of the show. Now, I feel like I've gone literally almost out of my way um, to reach out to some um, art, some women artists, some women MCs uh, in the industry. And I haven't seen the same receptiveness receptiveness that I've seen from males. Like sometimes I'll say, hey, you know, um, come on the show, let's talk about your music, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's it's good until it's time to actually put into work, and it's like, oh, well, nah, I don't want to come, or I don't think it's a good look for me. And I'm like, well, I don't understand what that what, what sense that makes. If if we have a show that premieres artists not looking at it as from a male or female perspective, but artists in general, mm-hmm. and you choose to not come or you choose to not see the opportunity as one that you should take advantage of, why? You know, I noticed that. A lot of the, a lot of the women artists out now, especially on a mid major level, because that's kind of where we focus on as well. Um, what they do is that once they get to a mid major level, so it's not even for for a man, matter of fact. If you get to a mid major level, you still have work to go. You still have oh, you still have a long way to go. Absolutely. For women to get to a, to a mid major level, it's like oh shit, like you really could be you really could be something. And I see a lot of A&Rs and a lot of. Industry with quotes, people flock to that person and work really hard with them, and that person sees that as like, oh yeah, well I've made it, and they cut off everyone else, right? And then when you get to when they when the, when they don't it doesn't pan out, and they get dropped, and they end up different places, you know, just like oh, well, I guess I can go back to this now. It's like, no, well, you never, built a, you never built a relationship with us. Why would we want to work with you now if you didn't even get to that point? That has happened multiple times, and I don't understand why.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know.
0: Could just be personal experience. Could just be the artists that you reach out to. And also a numbers game. Like, I'm sure you've reached out to a lot less women than you have men just because just, yeah, the abundance num- of artists. Yeah, sheer,
1: sheer um, numbers. You know, I've probably, we probably had... In the entirety industry you probably had uh, I'd say a hundred men to maybe 15 women mm-hmm. it's probably about it's probably about that. and I would and compared to all the other shows in the in the city now I might have the highest numbers in terms of promoting women artists That's and 15 big. is a low ass number compared to a hundred men but there are 15, I mean, I, even if you add on every every woman artist I've, that I've reached out to, you're still probably only getting another 15 to now we're at 30, compared to another 50 male artists I reached out to, so it's not 150 to 30, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is numbers in the sense that there aren't as many women artists out there than there are as men, but there's also a situation where some some women, are, if, I, if if 50% of the men that I reached out to didn't respond to me, I'd probably not work, I probably wouldn't do the show anymore. Oh, whereas 50% it. of the women artists did not reach out to did not respond back to my to my request for an interview so hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know That's but I still push cause I still think that I think you're really talented but you know if you don't want to come if you don't want to work what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do
0: hmm. true
1: hmm. interesting right <laughs> but, sure, but shout out to all the shout out to all the co well this is
0: something we can bring up at the women's conference yeah absolutely we In have a lot to talk about because talk about, yeah. you know yeah, we want to know. Maybe we can have some type of Q and A.
2: We'll have a lot of conferences. I know one t- um, panel I want to have is the evolution of the video vixen. Okay. How the women MC and the video vixen have eventually have now become one and the same.
1: Which yeah. is which I think is really good. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like Matt talked about selling your sexuality, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think uh, I would like to say making Nicki Minaj spoke about this. And what she said was, shit, if if a man's gonna sell my sexuality, I'm gonna sell it and I'm gonna make money off of my off of my damn self. So I mean I think that's I think that's certainly power, um, empowering. And you know, I would I would like that she didn't have to. Or but if she feel like she should and she's making her own money off of her own body,
3: mm-hmm. but hell, I does you? that
0: does it, Is that any worse than future coming out saying that he lies about his lyrics?
3: Hmm.
0: Well, it's is th- that
1: any worse than future saying that he lies about his lyrics? I think future said that shit for a completely different reason. Okay, I yeah, I don't agree. I don't, I that's a I mean, we could we could talk about that yeah. for a brief moment. Yeah, yeah, we can
0: talk about it. I'm just saying because, like, you know, she's out there doing what she has to do to get plays and views. Yeah, yeah. straight up, like, she sadly enough, I don't like she wouldn't get the mainstream. She wouldn't. I know. I've seen. If I, she didn't, you she know,
1: I, I, I listened to Nicki after all that, and, and she's had the same out bars, like, that. like. But she was not. She's great. crazy
0: talented. Like she can out rap a lot of these other mainstream rappers. She can. Yeah. Um.
1: And there are a lot of artists. There are a lot of women artists underground who can do the same. As oh, I thing. know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. A I lot of girls you know, that can out rap Nicki in their sleep. Like it's not even a question.
1: But, uh, to go back to your future thing, I would say this future having a little bit of a drawn out well public debate with over Sierra and not being able to see his son and That's trying his to get goddamn custody. Fault. Wait a minute trying to get My his cu- trying to get custody and whatnot. And you can't go out and say, Yeah, I drink dirty Sprite every day. Yeah. And true. we want to get y'all custody at the same true. time. It don't two plus two ain't equal it's not gonna equal four at Equal point,
2: the so. judge telling you fuck no.
1: Which is basically yeah. what they told me right anyway. So but anyway we we're on a quick break. I don't think we've mentioned future this earlier in the show ever. So, Good. anyways, it's the encore here. It's weird Korea that show. I brought it up. <laughs> 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 to be honest. <laughs> we're, we're here with Matt O. of Upcoming Hip Hop. Uh, this is Wise Soul. This is I.S. Jones. And we'll be right back. Good morning. From growing up in rural Alabama to living as a hippie in California, author Lisa Thomas McMillan understands in order to see the path that's prepared for you in life, you must first walk it for yourself. Lisa's inspirational book titled Living Fulfilled. The Infectious Joy of Serving Others is Now Available for Purchase. All profits from the sales will go to help build a soup kitchen, which will provide thousands of monthly meals for the less fortunate. Visit www.pleasebelievepeoplearehungry.com to order your copy and help this worthy cause.
2: I'm here with Ruth Masfun of Pocket. So Ruth, what does Pocket mean? So Pocket means people of color and tech, and what we do is we amplify the voices of people of color who are in the tech industry mm-hmm. and allow them to have their voices heard by writing and contributing to our uh, digital platform. Where can everyone find this platform? It's uh, they could go to peopleofcolorintech dot com, mm-hmm. also on Instagram and Twitter, uh P O C in Tech.
1: All right, so we're back to the Uncle Radio Show live here with wise soul and is jones
2: Matto
0: matt of UpcomingHipHop.net.
1: <laughs> yes yes so one thing
2: um i've always been interestingly like, talking about back and forth and i know we've talked about it matt um talked about a little bit with wise too is um the responsibility of the white rapper yes. um now hip-hop from like the late 70s into the early 80s, initially was a way for young black people. It was t- it was focused on men, the b- black, young black people in general, to focus their rage, their, um, their discontent with a system that seemed to exclude them from basic human rights and a means of channeling their rage into more artistic mediums. As hip hop began to grow traction throughout the, its very short lifespan, maybe about 20 plus years, it became more mainstream, and other groups of people begin to come in with their own interpretations of what hip hop is, and makes it the very versatile genre that's become today. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, there are a lot of great white rappers. I mean, and Eminem was my actually even before Eminem, we had the Beastie Boys, we had um, Vanilla Ice. Yes, yes.
3: Um,
2: but Eminem was my introduction to the white rapper yeah. personally. My first, mine, mine it's my too. first ever CD, yeah. mine too. Mine yeah. too. But yeah, before Eminem, we had our trailblazers. We had the Beast Boys. We had Vanilla Ice. Maybe some others in between, but I don't know. Eminem was my introduction, as with you two. And with Eminem, it was interesting because because his his ability to rap was unparalleled. Like this man could rap. Nobody sucks. could take that from Eminem. At he all. could rap. Yeah. But he would also say some crazy out-of-pocket shit, like, you know, being <laughs> in his mama's closet and burying motherfuckers. He was a little, he was he was little, little out there. He did some shit I wasn't here for. I was like, oh, you crazy. I
0: don't want these problems. You
1: know, and, like, I, I, I like the aspect of him that he's out there. It shows that he's human. Yeah. I, li- I, I love that about Eminem. Stan's my favorite song.
0: You know, being from the Midwest and, you know, listening to Eminem, I feel... I feel like it was almost relatable from people from the West. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of just, like, weird shit going on behind closed doors. Like I believe that. Like, yeah, it's the yeah. country. Like, you literally can do whatever you want, and no one is ever going to question you or mm-hmm. see you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really interesting. You know, you see people, you know, there's addicts in mm-hmm. the country. You know, there's all types of weird stuff, like, super uneducated That's the people. real country. Like, yeah, yeah like... Um, it's just crazy, you know, growing up, listening to Eminem, I never really thought of it as being, like, his lyrics being really far out there, mm. or being, like, extremely vulgar, mm-hmm. until, you know, I was, like, an adult, and I was like, I don't understand how this dude won Artist of the Decade, like, have you listened to what he said? Like, <laughs> it's it's crazy, like, I understand he has his, like, big hits from each album, which don't reflect what his album is about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um... It's just—it's crazy.
1: You know, I—I I, the one thing that I truly enjoy about music in general is that it is literally a snapshot of what you are living right now. That's why yeah, I that's also real. like um, people's first album because it is the rawest interpretation of what you've been going through. You have never to a, to this extent put these words um, from a, on a musical anything. And this is the first time you're ever able to do it. It's always gonna be the most raw. It's always gonna be the most purest. It's beautiful. I love that shit. And if he tells you that he wants that he wanted to fucking kill his mom, shit, I, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. That's just that is what it is.
0: Word. I mean, I. One of the things I always look for in upcoming artists, you know, is their storytelling ability. Thank you. And to feel like when an artist shows that they're vulnerable i just i really love that like it just Mm -hmm. it it seems like such a real them like it seems like a real person that i'm listening to that i can be friends with Mm -hmm. um someone that had a major like when i fell in love with hip-hop was um atmosphere Mm -hmm. this is a duo from minnesota slug he's the the mc and is his DJ slash producer. I
1: mm-hmm. engineer is familiar because he's like, Yo, you know, he's crazy?
2: like
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that. Like they, oh man, it's like poetry, hip hop. Like I've never been to a show that has felt like one of their shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the okay. last time I saw their show. Um, they headline Atmosphere. Headlines this festival called Soundset every year. Um, the last three years, they sold out thirty thousand people. Wow! I've Where seen is that at? Uh, it's in Minnesota. Minnesota okay. um, so yeah, they keep it at home. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it all started from their record label, Rhymesayers. Uh, so they put on all the artists that they had to sign to their label. Started in the Minnesota Vikings parking lot. <laughs> wow! Moved mm-hmm. to the horse racing track, and now they're at the state fairgrounds this next year. Uh, but yeah I've been there four times I've seen everyone from Macklemore to Kendrick Lamar Schoolboy Q Absol Joey Badass Snoop Dogg uh, Ice Cube like any like it's strictly hip hop they have break dancing competitions DJ competitions mm-hmm. a graffiti wall mm-hmm. like it is hip hop's dopest festival hands down mm-hmm. in, in the country mm-hmm. uh, I would say that as a hip hop fan I, you know in going but atmosphere the last time I saw them, you know, at the end of his set, he had everyone holding hands next to each other and raise him in the air for Black Lives Matter. And, oh, you know, nice. they're a white duo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's someone that, you know, I really look up to and respect and say that they are a group that is pushing the culture forward and they do a great job as doing it as, you know, white artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if you know white rappers just need to know where hip-hop came from Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. uh i always say that eminem is the best rapper jay-z is the best hip-hop artist Mm -hmm. in the sense that you know for what rapping what it is versus what hip-hop is Mm -hmm. um like eminem just has the technical ability to rap like crazy like no one else yeah um, but Jay Z, when you hit play, it's just that you start bobbing your head. It's oh. like, yo, this is hip hop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know I always try to stay in my place. I never try to be too outspoken. I always try to just listen and you know make the make the proper moves.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think you should have to stay in your place to say to put quotes around that. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's opinion is also is very valid. I think. You know, I could understand a, a bit of reluctance um, because of a, cause it's such a unique situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because hip hop is prim- primarily a people of color genre. I mean, I think back always to this time. I interviewed this artist named Adrian Daniels a couple years ago, and he told me that he does rock soul, but he mm-hmm. said that he doesn't really like to be put in any genre because. If you sing and you're black, you're R&B immediately, no matter what, no matter how it sounds, you're immediately R&B and he didn't like that. And it took me some time to get to that point. I was like, oh, well, you know, what, he really is. He really is right. Because it's, you know, sometimes, so, sometimes it really is like that. Like if you rap, if you rap and you're white, you could be, I mean, you could be hip hop, but you could also be rock. You could be, I mean, rap is such a, it's, rap is it's just a verb, right?
2: Yeah. 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 I think KRS-One said it best, rap is something you do, hip hop is something you love. Oh,
0: well, yeah, for sure. That's why I always say Eminem is the best at rapping. Like, Mm -hmm. his wordplay, Mm -hmm. his rhyming, how fast he can rap, he's technically amazing at rapping. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. But he never, I don't think, like, Detroit had a big quote-unquote hip hop scene. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they had they had the battle raps they had, you know, I'm sure there was somewhat of a scene. But, you know, since New York birthed hip hop because of DJing and emceeing and breaking and graffitiing and all that, like it was it was a different scene than just rapping. Like he got big because he's great at rapping. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think the thing about hip hop is that hip hop, hip hop needs diversity to grow. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. If hip hop does not have diversity. You, it, it just, it just can't, it can't grow. It can't grow to the point that you want it to because hip hop is all about experiences. We mentioned Toronto. I just put, a, I just wrote an article for Deal with No Deal. Shout out to King Cope Aesthetic, who's not here again. Mm. <laughs> but you know, I wrote an article for Deal with No Deal about the rise just of Toronto. Say that Cope
2: lives
1: how many blocks away from here? Doesn't, doesn't matter. Anyway, anyway. um, you know, I wrote about the rise of Toronto and kind of did a little bit of a history um, uh, piece about Toronto itself and the one thing that I thought was really interesting that I I mean I recognized being West Indian but not necessarily really knowing until I read it mm-hmm. was that hip-hop in Toronto is actually heavily influenced by West Indians because West Indian culture really is black culture There's it's not Black American culture that runs Mm -hmm. hip hop in Canada or Toronto Mm -hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. It is West Indian culture, so you hear that, and it's like you hear like a nice blend, and I think that's what pushes and propels um, Toronto artists right now above the rest because it's so different to what we're accustomed to hearing. Mm -hmm. I think different is what. Hip hop is always looking for. That's oh, why. Oh yeah. I, Experimental. Why all, yeah. So that's why it's always moving because we always want to hear it different. When when people from Africa, literally Nigeria, send me hip hop songs, I'm like, oh, let me listen to this shit real quick. Cause I mean, it really could be good. Sometimes, it's like, I don't really know yeah. what You're talking about, mm-hmm. or I don't understand the same situation, or I don't speak the language that you're speaking. But I, I, you know, I still find the 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 joy and the love in it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it really is hip hop. But hip hop yeah. in America right now. Is in a very odd place because with Black Lives Matter and with, not, I don't want to just live, limit to Black Lives Matter. I don't want to even be that be that vague. With police brutality, with systematic racism across the board. I
2: mean, the thing is that all of these things you're saying have always been ubiquitous in black culture, but the reason why Black Lives Matter point out specifically is that this is our um, movement. Yes. In that... Um, this is our movement in that um, our parents had their own activist movement. Yes. And yeah. their parents also had it too. But this is kind of how we are making. An a-, a proactive approach to dealing with systemic violence. This is the first time in an activist movement where we had video proof. Yes. And hit the internet so fast and reach people so quickly. This has been going on forever, though, but no. Yeah. But now, finally, it's like you can't ignore it anymore because it's happening so frequently and so often. Yeah. And you've known this, but now you have video proof, so now you can't pretend it's not a problem.
1: Because music is the voice of the people. Hip hop specifically. And- yeah. Like
0: Black Lives Matter is not. A conversation in any other genre mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hip-hop only mm-hmm. uh, it, it which is. is really the interesting best thing ang- about it
1: is that I mean I I always used to just kind of limit hip-hop to just being a genre before but mm-hmm. hip-hop literally is a culture that yes. people live in every day every day anyway long story short hip-hop is this culture and we're always looking for our culture in our society which really is hip-hop to speak out for us now I- individuals there are few individuals, which have now started to become many, who speak out against all the things that I mentioned, systematic racism, you know, violence from the police, this, that, and the third, right? And that's from the internet, which is really like the, the loudspeaker that we have now mm-hmm. to propel these issues to not just the people who, not just to our communities, but to other communities to say, hey, look, we've been talking about this for umpteen years, look at it. This is now in your face. This is why we now have the, the mainstream issues. Um, Well, our mainstream issues at the forefront should the president presidential candidates and the president as a matter of fact are talking about this so it's really important so do you think personally that hip hop has done enough or is getting to a point where we're doing just enough to help propel the issues that Black Lives Matter and particularly um, promote
0: um yeah definitely um we just I just posted and did a write up about this song that showcases everything we just talked about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know the song is about you know the police brutality and the violence and the unfairness against blacks mm-hmm. and you know the video you know we chopped up footage from all over the internet of mm-hmm. cops just outright killing people mm-hmm. um and you know that's that's a new way to spread it versus you know just watching the actual video. Mm-hmm. Um, people may be more in tune to a music video mm-hmm. than they are to just you know watching a police cam or a police video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think hip hop is doing a great job to bringing awareness around it because I know a lot of artists are showing support. Like mm-hmm. when you see Jake Cole on the street mm-hmm. with just you know everyday people protesting for that. Yeah. Like that's huge. That shows people who look up to him. They're like, "Wow, we should be doing that too." Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have artists like Chingy coming out supporting Donald Trump. So it's like,
1: pause. Yeah, that happened
3: yesterday.
0: Yeah. When Chingy? Yes. Yeah. That man is so I wild. mean, I don't know yeah. if he's I trying said the to. Same thing. I don't know if he's trying to like bring his career back with some wild shit. Child but, Um But yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, you know, hip hop has done a great job and they've you know where the hip-hop is the only genre that is can like make cultural change like no country song is gonna make people like rethink I think punk was maybe the last one to you know make people really rebel and think about
2: because what's going on because punk and hip-hop are the same way in that they're both always meant to be counterculture music it was never meant to be mainstream it wasn't until it became profitable that all of the sudden oh, hip-hop is cool now. But hip-hop was always meant to be um, music. Not exactly activist music, but music that was against what the mainstream was trying to churn out.
0: I mean, hip-hop was definitely about, you know, speaking real truth. Like, you know, it came from poetry. It came from freestyle, which, you know, freestyle is coming up with things that you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. So... You know, it's really prevalent in black culture to know what's happening in your culture and, you know, the people that are oppressing your culture. You know, growing up in Wisconsin suburbs as a white kid, I, you know, never even thought about it. Just because out of the 1,300 kids at my high school, there was two black kids. Mm -hmm. We just didn't have that diversity that I have now in New York. which is kind of a bad thing like people just don't they're like ignorant to the fact that it could even be happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's just interesting living here and going back and being like wow um it's it's just so different yeah.
1: so when you go back to, to Wisconsin I'm not sure if you ever had these conversations um since you've been back because you said about two years right you've been- yeah
0: I've been back um the first year I was here I went back you know a handful of times and last year I went back I think like twice
1: Um, with the I mean you said hip hop you said that um, that the hip hop scene there isn't big at all but with things I mean because being in New York right I noticed this when I moved to North Carolina right issues that were issues that were big issues in New York were not even mentioned in North Carolina
0: same in Wisconsin Hmm.
1: that's what I thought that's what I thought You may go back to the Like, like right Madison
0: radical. Madison mm-hmm. is um, You know The liberal city In In Wisconsin So they're They're big on Like I think that was That was like the only city That did like a Black Lives Matter Protest or okay. whatever um, But yeah Milwaukee is Like the second Most segregated City in America mm, Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah There's literally a river That separates black From white
2: Wow, wow.
0: It's crazy. crazy Like you literally Can drive across a the bridge and it's like a the bridge is pretty small and it's just like you can literally tell it's like you drove from brooklyn bed across the bridge mm-hmm. which is like a 10 second 15 second drive mm-hmm. and then you're on like you know midtown east wow
1: wow wow that's interesting <laughs> and it's so
0: close like you could almost throw a stone to it really yeah
1: that's inter- that's that's really really that's different You know, it's funny because when I grew up, where I grew up, I grew up in Canarsie. um, And my block, my block actually was like that until about, I would would like to say 2000 and... 2000, give it As soon as Y2K hit, boom, it's like my, my block started to change and my entire... Like now Canarsie... I'm not sure how familiar you are with with Brooklyn like that. But now Canarsie is just like little Flatbush. It's just nothing but West Indians. But, I mean, literally, you know, um, even my school, I grew up... All my teachers were Jewish or Italian, and then eventually it just started to make this large switch. But, yeah, literally my block, straight down the middle of the block, all black people lived on one side. All the, like, Italians and Jewish people all lived on the other side. And it just was... It was harmonious to that extent.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... It was never like that where i grew up Mm -hmm. like i lived in a subdivision where it was probably i don't know 50 families Mm -hmm. 48 of them were literally white
1: wow Mm -hmm. (laughs) i can't i can't even envision
0: like moving to new york was such a huge eye-opener in Mm -hmm. in terms of like diversity Mm -hmm. um and i love it like i love being surrounded by new people and different types of people and New cultures, like it's just, I love it so much.
1: So your your experience in living in Wisconsin, how how much do you think uh, that made you appreciate the fact that New York is as diverse as it is? How um, how much more aware do you think you are of issues, knowing that you didn't grow up seeing that at all?
0: Um, it's definitely a major learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up where people had, you know, and accents. Everyone was white, spoke English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, coming here and, you hey, know...
1: Jesus Christ. Like, oh, trying try to, Washington, you Hanks know, too. trying to go
0: to the corner store and, you know, the, um, the Asian lady doesn't know that great of English, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. it was hard for me at first to, you know, get to the point where, you know, I can at least understand and communicate with people who know a little English, mm-hmm. you know, of any language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was definitely... Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's almost like a culture shock for sure Yeah. because it was just so different. Like everywhere that I went, Wisconsin was like 95% white people, Mm -hmm. every bar, every concert, every family gathering, every school, every whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, here it's the complete opposite. I've never been like a minority in a situation. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess 95%. Obvious. (laughs)
0: Obvious. <laughs> yeah. Numbers thing. Why is yeah. numbers thing? Um but yeah, what was the question again?
3: <laughs>
1: we got we got lost in it. Yeah. I'm still I'm still kinda of, um, I mean, but you know what though I understand the culture shock thing because um you know I moved to Washington Heights, I lived in Washington Heights for a year, and it was a huge culture shock for me. Shit, I've never is... I'd never been I mean coming from or well, living in um Flatbush for as long as I did, i had never been the minority in an area at all. And then it was like, okay, now I live in nothing. And it's nothing but Dominicans here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, Bronx is no one speaks again. English. Yeah, I, I li- mean, no. Now in the now, I I live now back, I live in the Bronx. I lived up in Washington Heights for yeah, two I, years. I, yeah, yeah, and now now I live in the Bronx, and it's a little bit similar, but not as much. Mm-hmm. You know, I might see like maybe ten black people. I might have seen the ten ten of the same black people mm-hmm. since I've moved to the Bronx, whereas I didn't see. I might have only seen like two black people when I lived in the, when I lived in Washington Heights, mm-hmm. like one two. Mm -hmm. but because New York is so connected you know I hop on a train and move you know I go down two stops and I'm in Harlem and it's completely different Mm -hmm. so I can understand that but yeah I I definitely see the culture shock thing and that was interesting
0: but for me I I enjoy it like I I think I strive on it like I'm always trying to learn something from someone and I've always been the type of person to you know try to see it from your point of view Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, I'm always, um, I'm pro-culture. pro, pro culture.
2: Nice. I hear that. Mm. Nice. So, going back to upcoming hip-hop, um, upcoming hip-hop is, how many years are we in now? Three, four?
0: Three, four. Uh, yeah, four, I guess. I think I started in the summer of 2011. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, approaching five years now, Ooh, maybe.
3: Five years. Um, but, yeah,
0: I was off and on. Starting out, there were months where I went without posting a single song just Mm -hmm. because, like, I was in college or doing other things or, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't really my focus. There Mm -hmm. wasn't a huge, there wasn't, like, hip-hop in Wisconsin to, like, push me to really do this. Mm -hmm. Um, When I moved to New York, shout out to my girlfriend, Jackie, she's the reason I moved out here. She got a job in book publishing. Um, I still had a semester in college. After I finished up, I moved out here. And yeah, I mean, the rest is pretty much history. Ken Dark Matter, who works with us now, he was the first person to for me to ever meet in New York. He had uh, sent me a beat to use for one of our contests. Mm -hmm. And I saw that he was from New York, and I was like, hey, I just moved to New York can we like be friends <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to like get in the hip-hop scene and you know he was great about everything he traveled two hours to come meet me at my apartment wow uh up in washington heights he came from jamaica queens Jesus oh. Christ, uh, so yeah shout out to him for coming to meet me that first time after that uh we hung out for a little bit went to the south bronx for the first time kind of out of my element just, just kind of taking everything in. Mm-hmm. Shit,
1: I'm still out of my element inside Bronx. <laughs> I can't even imagine. That was the first exactly. place I went to ever wow. God. Wow. in New York outside well, of my apartment. I could have went real left.
0: <laughs> they really could have. It could have. <laughs> yeah, we were like uh, on this rooftop behind the history sign, which they're taking wow. down actually wow. soon. Sad day. Um, yeah, I saw like dudes riding around with on dirt bikes on the street, and it was just like. It was like an episode of Gangland. It was crazy, <laughs> like straight up. That's hilarious. Um, I don't want to exaggerate, but it, you know, it, I don't was, think I it don't was like think you that. Are. You know, I I was never, I've never seen that. Like I've never saw people hustling on the corner, like yeah. selling, like in Wisconsin, and they would just like like arrest you for the smallest amount or like s- just over the top for mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but yeah, I met him. He introduced me to so many people mm-hmm. and then I just met so many people from that and it just kind of meeting everyone in hip-hop and learning how passionate they were about it um, with New York artists it just really propelled me to make it into something great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know being in the upcoming space those are the artists that need the most help yeah someone that's already on complex XXL magazine You know it's still just you know they've already got it they just need to make great music and they've made it
3: Okay.
0: an upcoming artist has so much to work on their brand their social media presence getting the music out there to new people I mean it goes countless their first showcase interview how to present themselves to practice for a showcase I mean upcoming artists need so much help and we want to give that to them therefore that's why upcoming hip-hop we post music we premiere music we do album reviews we do cyphers we do interviews like we have probably interviewed artists for their first interview probably about 50 60 artists for their first interview Mm -hmm. and I love to say that like Like, I want to be like I want to be your first interview just because I know they're so talented
1: Mm -hmm. who would you say is yeah I know it's probably gonna be a super hard question but you're Three favorite artists that you've posted. Oh
0: man.
2: That's hard actually.
0: To get you in trouble. Good, good luck. Three favorite artists that man, I've posted. Man, look
2: at Oprah. They'll be all right. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. I asked, oh, I asked Jones.
0: Yeah, they'll get I'm cu- right.
2: <laughs> We've already established with, with Between upcoming, I'm coming. I'm the cutthroat one. Mag is the sweet one. I'm yeah. fine. I don't
0: care. We have two very different album reviews. Oh, oh
2: shit.
1: I, we had this conversation.
0: That's all right. That's <laughs> a, that can be a whole other podcast. I'm the yeah. only um, one that reviews. rates
2: their album reviews. Matt just puts them out. I do.
0: Oh, do um, you rate them? Okay. I did not rate this but, last one that I put out. Okay. Um, I think it's arbitrary because... It's a matter of our opinion. Yes. But I, I, saying that, our opinion should matter because I listen to... I've probably heard more rap songs than 80% of the people out there. Mm-hmm. Just enough. because I'm constantly looking for new music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my friends send me music.
1: And I we get 10 to in,
0: 15 submissions a day.
1: that's would 95% Like more.
0: I'm out there listening to so much... Like I've heard so much bad music. Mm-hmm. It's <sighs> almost sad... Sad to yeah. say that. But at the same time, I go through forty submissions, thirty-eight of them, you know, not gonna post. But that one artist that I find that has like a thousand views, that's incredible, like that's what makes it for me. Mm-hmm. Like that's so great. You're not gonna dodge
1: the question. Um, I one them three artists. My three artists <laughs> all right. One
0: one is gonna have to be Whit Lowry.
1: Okay.
2: That was a fun night. Oh my Been god. Been following him
0: for just over two two years now, uh-huh. um, just, you know, built his fan base online with uh-huh. passionate rap. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, he ended up coming to New York a couple months ago, hit me up, said, hey, I'm trying to, I'm doing a show, you know, how can I, how can I get people out here?
3: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And I said, you know, give me two opening slots and I got you. Gave me two opening slots, brought out like 40 people. Right. So um, that was great. Uh, who else? Oh, man. Oh, that's just. I know
1: you did.
2: This... 60 seconds. 60 seconds. There's one I, I hope you put on this list, sir, because hope we think of the same all person.
0: All right, all right. I, I got to say Truth City.
2: Okay, that's not who I was thinking uh, of. But no? All right, all
0: right. I he, home. I did not find him through the blog. Found him through is. You're
2: welcome. Actually, yeah. See, it's funny. This story him. is so funny though, because Great. I even found him on Instagram, but it wasn't until you brought him into Studio Wise that I was like, oh my god, he's a real person. I like. You're
0: welcome.
2: I was. It was. It was. was <laughs> Shout out Wise then. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> embarrassing the way I, like I like hugged this it man. He's like, who is actually. who is this girl on top of me? It was, it the shit was mad funny.
0: She wasn't I'm going to have to get back to you with the other two. We can put it in the comments section. Fair enough. It's Fair just, enough. There's so many, it's almost hard to recollect. It's,
1: it's unfair. Three. All right. So, social media, where they can find you, uh, you know, anything you want to say. 60 seconds.
0: 60 seconds? All right. Uh, first out, shout out to my team, IS Jones, who's here interviewing me. <laughs> the most bomb editor-in-chief. Will tell you if your music sucks or if it's good.
2: I'm building a reputation for being that girl. Shout out
0: to Ken, also known as Dark Matter, rapper, producer, operations manager, friend. Also, will tell you to your face, what's up? And, you know, everyone else. Kabani, BK Hippie, he's been great. Shout out to him. He's gonna be quitting 9 to 5 life. Uh, in the next couple weeks.
2: Congrats to him. He'll be, he'll be retired before he's 30.
0: Kevin, Nick, they were great. Video photo team. Ben Z. <sighs> Helped me from the beginning. Maybe change from WordArt to Photoshop. Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to Ben uh, But them. yeah, you can find Upcoming Hip Hop. We're on every social media network. Everything is at Upcoming Hip Hop. Except Twitter at Upcoming underscore Hip Hop. Mm. Someone stole that and doing self promo. Right. Kind of annoying.
2: Also shout out to but, Eve Stern. Our oh yeah, writer. Eve Stern. Shout out her. Ugh, blessing, save Killing it. She's helping she's
0: helping plan the women's conference with IS. And she's a breath it's
2: of the air. It's gonna pressure. be fantastic. She's amazing. Um
0: but yeah, if you're gonna go anywhere, www.upcominghiphop.net.
1: Alright. Mm. Alright, well folks, this is Wise Soul. This is IS Jones. And just her interview with Matt O. Make sure you guys follow us. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Uncle Radio Show, UncleRadioShow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, find yo, find us on SoundCloud. Fuck it, you Uncle also- Radio Show, and we're on iTunes. Damn it, Uncle
0: follow Ra- them. You should Bye. also follow because Subscribe. I like to throw
1: drunk subs at Wise
2: on it, on brother. Twitter. Shit's mad funny. It's- yeah,
1: so follow her on on. No, this is follow
2: Wise. This like, I throw <laughs> eggplant emojis at him. And- please,
0: <laughs> please tweet all your music at is jones poetry no. yes do that oh. do that all yeah. of it
2: i hate all of you no nope, don't <coughs> do You're it I, all of you are petty all right <laughs> i'm i'm leaving good night good oh, morning
0: no. oh yeah we yeah. out to this g easy show right now oh, oh yeah. About yeah. To be so, yeah see you guys later good night and good, oh, good morning, morning.
2: Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> the encore radio show is an indie creative network production and executively produced by chris scope aesthetic